It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, 842, and uh, we are lucky enough to be sitting down with uh, Ian Johnson, former Boise State Bronco, now member of the Detroit Lions. Welcome back home, my friend. Uh, thank you. It's great to be back. How are you doing, man? I'm doing real good. I do a lot of Call of Duty right now. Got some free time, so <laughs> ranking up, prestiging a few times, and... Uh, Got, I'm back with my wife because we spend so much time apart, so it's great to be back in Boise with my wife, get to see the in-laws, and then uh, we're kicking off this whole motivational speaking thing here uh, probably at the end of the month. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I heard that you're starting that thing up uh, as you're doing the uh, the off-season program, and, and is there anything in particular, the topics that you'd like to discuss when you're, when you're doing this kind of stuff? We're really open to whatever people are asking. I mean, we're doing one with uh, the U.S. National Guard, and that one's just a... Uh, broad general uh just motivational speech and then we're doing some with the churches and whatnot because i do have a very big uh church background i'm very uh, very devout christian so we do more along the lines of spirituality and whatnot so it's really catered to whatever you want as long as it's something i can actually relate to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is, is motivational speaking something that you uh you considered doing uh you know uh it, while you were in college definitely i mean i when i was here at boise state i went all over to little schools and whatnot and i just go talk to kids and tell them hey follow your dreams i mean do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life and it's something i've always wanted to do is just talk to kids and affect them because people did it for me and it helped me get to where i am and if i can do anything and share my story a little bit to make a kid's life a little bit easier to make him a little bit more devoted to doing something and help him become a success then i've done my job that's all i want is that just part of being a good-hearted athlete? I mean, there's some jocks out there that you are just, you know, your prototypical jocks. Yeah. And then there, and then there's guys like you, and I think we've known that from the first beginning when we saw you on the field and then off the field and some of the things you were doing. Is that just kind of like a natural thing where you want to be able to affect people? Definitely. I mean, my parents deeply engraved in me that it's not just me out here. If it's not for the fans coming to the game, I'm just a guy playing football on the field. And no one cares. With those people that care, now I'm all of a sudden somebody. And you've got to give back to those people. And those that's something my parents have definitely deeply ingrained in me. And it's something that really means a lot to me. Because you do see a lot of guys that it's not that big a deal to them. they rather not do it. So not everyone's like that. Not everyone wants to do that. So it's something that uh, I take great pride in. Ever hard for you to get up in front of a group of people and uh, just kind of pour your heart out? Or was that always easy for you too? No, it's pretty easy for me because I'm just telling the truth. I mean, as long as you're not lying to people, it's really easy to do. <laughs> Trust me, we know all about it. <laughs> That's right. And uh, do, you, do you like uh, practice the speeches? Is it like a Matt Foley thing? You getting up there and you getting all aggressive, or is it just uh, kind of a real laid back approach? Honestly, in college, whenever I did it, most of the time I didn't know I was going to do it. Be like, hey, come to the school. We're going to do like arts and crafts, and they're like, hey, would you like to speak to him? Like, why not? And then sit the kids down and talk to them and most of the times when I do speak it's not all that laid out I might have some general topics I want to hit but I'm really just going out there and trying to relate myself to the crowd and you really don't know how you're going to relate till you see them in person and see okay this is what they look like this is what their lives are like until you see that you really don't know what you should say to them so I just relay my life to them one second at a time. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And obviously, you know, the message coming from you also means a lot, too, because you're now living your dream. I mean, you're playing in the NFL. You're doing what it takes to, to get ahead. And I think, you know, last time Jay and I saw you, we, we had this impression, just because we, we know the way you play and the way you practice, that it was really going to be a matter of time before we saw you on an NFL sideline and in uniform doing your thing. And you had such great preseasons. You're doing what you need to do. Is it frustrating that you haven't had that chance to break through yet, or you know it's going to get there? I definitely know it's going to get there. It's frustrating, but... That's part of the league. There's so much that goes on that people don't even understand 
that I mean, I'm blessed to have been on a team for two years already, regardless. And I mean, it's all about timing and being places. I mean, I've seen some of the best players that were almost Pro Bowl guys the year before get cut just because the coach wants to make a point of it. And they do it every single year. They cut someone that make that everyone thinks is safe to make sure everyone doesn't feel safe. Yeah. And it's just such a it's a real cutthroat business, to put it lightly. And I, I am frustrated, but I'm not going to change my idea. I'm not going to change my attitude. I'm going to go out there and play every day, and eventually it will happen. Let's talk a little bit about being on the practice squad. You're now with the Detroit Lions. You you uh, you finish up the season with those guys who were red hot towards yeah. the, the end of the year, which is always a great way to kick off the following year. But what are some of your responsibilities as a practice squad player? What do you do on a week-in and week-out basis there? I am basically, whoever we're playing against, I'm their running back. And it's my job to get the defense ready for whoever we're playing. So when I'm Adrian Peterson, I have to run just like Adrian Peterson. I have to do his type of cuts and whatnot. And it's a big deal to me because I take great pride in everything I put on work whether or on film, whether it's me working as myself or me working from someone else. And then when I go out there, I'm going full speed. I'm going against the first-team defense. And it's one of the best things you can do because I get to play against the best every single week. And then when I do get a chance to get in there with the first or second team offense, I get to hit the round running. And then on Sundays, the best thing is when you see the off or defense making stops on their offense, it's because I was out there giving them a great look, a realistic look, and not just going halfway all the time and just uh, give them halfway looks because that's their job too. They've got to be able to know what's going on the week before. Have uh, taking on that role as the uh, on the practice squad as the as the opposing running back. Have you you picked up any you know maybe techniques and things that you hadn't considered trying? No, definitely because um, you play as guys that are a little bit more aggressive than you, a little guys that make more cuts than you. So when you do that, you say, "Oh wow, this kind of works for me. I'll, I might take this and put this in my pocket." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, obviously, that must mean a lot of film study too. I mean, trying to pick up what these other players are doing on a week in and week out basis. But uh, that's that's a big part of the game that nobody ever talks about. I mean, half the time you're sitting in a room, right, just watching a lot of film. Oh, I mean, we spend we have ten hour days, and you spend time watching your own film. And then most of the practice squad guys, it's on yourself to watch film of them. And then for me. Being a new guy in Detroit, it was my job to catch myself up and watch my own film on top of the stuff that we already watched together so I can catch myself up on our own offense. So when I do get that shot, I'm ready. Makes sense. And now you uh, were with the Vikings. You spent a little bit of time with the Cardinals, and uh, now you're with the Detroit Lions. How hard is it to acclimate you to a new situation? I mean, especially in the NFL, man, where there, it can be a little bit clicky from time to time. Where, what's it like to go from one city to another bouncing around like that? It's tough. When I went from Minnesota to Arizona, I had got cut on Monday. They said they weren't going to bring me back. So then it was like, okay, I've got a whole year and a half's worth of crap with me. How am I going to get this home? So me and my wife were like, all right, we're going to rent a, we're going to rent a car. We're going to drive from Minneapolis to Boise. It's a we tough are, trip. Man. Oh, <laughs> I'm taking it. And it was like the winter, right? The dead of oh, winter. It yeah, was winter. Yeah. So we're sitting there. We're in the car, getting ready to gas up, and then I get a call from Arizona. And they're like, hey, we're going to put you on the next flight to Arizona. I'm like, okay, what do I do now? I've got all this crap in my wife. Oh, man. So my wife had to sit back for a week uh, and a half, ship stuff to Cal- or Boise. I flew on to Arizona, and I'm on a whole new team, whole new language. The verbatim of what you learn on different teams is ridiculous. I went from a West Coast offense to a traditional West Coast offense 
wording was different, responsibilities were different, and they're saying, hey, you, we might want you to play this week. Right. It's like, oh man, I've got to learn a whole book in a matter of four days. And then going back to Detroit, Detroit's more of a West Coast offense, and it was back to learning a base formation or base uh, West Coast offense, but still they have their own little intricacies they do within their own yeah. um, their own offense. So that was crazy in itself. And then you're around all new people. You don't know who's the mean guy, who's the nice guy, who, to sit in, who, who do I sit next to at lunch? <laughs> it's like high school all over again, man. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, the thing that I caught in, in what you were just saying that, that is really interesting is oftentimes we'll think about a guy in your, like your, yourself, uh, Ian Johnson, who's trying to make the NFL and, and working his heart, heart out and, uh, you know – you know, you have to go through all these things, and then we don't really think about the other half, your wife. Oh man, and and, and how tough she has to be to deal with a situation like you were just described. Like you're about to drive to Minnesota, you know, from to Minnesota to Boise, and the next thing you know, you're on a flight to Arizona, and she's stuck all by herself. No, it's been tough for her, and it's. I mean, it's not how you when you say you're dating or married to a football player, and then we're going to the NFL. Her, she never knew about practice squad. She never knew about all this. The lower tier of the, the NFL, right. <laughs> so uh. it's been real tough for her because, for one, last year we were spending all our time in Minnesota, and she's cut off from her family. Yeah, and she's got nothing but an empty uh, apartment room for the whole entire season while she's with me. And then you don't think about the fact that she spends six months away from me, where we really can't be together. There's the whole training camp where they say no spouse is allowed whatsoever. Yeah. So she had to get used to not being with me and having an absentee husband all the time. And that's real tough on her because we do love to spend so much time together. She's my best friend, and it's real tough to do that. And then especially with this whole lockout situation, she wasn't working because I would love to have her with me everywhere I could. Oh, of course, yeah. And then now that we've got this lockout, she's working full time. Yeah, and I barely get to see her now just because of the whole lockout situation. Well, I hope you got your Valentine's Day plans. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on it. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was looking for some uh, some ideas from you guys. You need some concert tickets or something? <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let's know. You know, let's talk a little bit about the lockout situation. Collective bargaining agreement comes up at the end of the season. Um, y- you know, how privy to information are you? I mean, is it pretty much a, a done deal? Like, hey, listen, this is probably going to be a lockout. We have to deal with what's going on. And then, I mean, are there meetings, phone calls? What what do you what do you do as a player to kind of figure out what the hell's going on? As a player, we're not so involved in it. Each team has their own player reps that uh, work with the NFLPA. So we've elected those guys. Those guys, you can always ask them questions. They'll always give you updates on what's going on with the contra- or the negotiations. Right now, there's not a whole lot of negotiation going on. The two sides are so far away from what they want. The NFL wants basically two more games, and the players we want. Uh, healthcare for after we're done because right now you're asking us to beat ourselves up and you've got guys that are already hurt and you want us to play two more games and you want to take away some of our benefits pay us the same which if anything we should get we get paid one seventeenth every week if you're playing two more games two more seventeenths makes sense and they don't want to do that they don't want they want to cut some of our benefits they've actually cut our medical starting March first. So that's putting heat on us anyway. Right. So that's, I mean, right now things are looking, they've prepared us for a lockout. They've been preparing us since we got back in, in September saying, hey, make sure you save your last three paychecks. You've got a little bit of money coming from the NFLPA just because it's your union, but 
don't plan on having a whole bunch after the season because March 1st, lockout date, and I mean, there's no contract, there's no negotiations, there's no calling the, the teams and whatnot. You are physically locked out. Yeah. You can't come in the building. Man. They can't talk to you. No money until this is negotiated. So it's going to be a tough go of it until we figure out what the hell's going on. It's looking real bad. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, you've been in the league now, uh, you're heading into your third year, um, and uh, you've seen a lot of players on the practice field and on the playing field. Who is the guy that has impressed you most and just said, wow, that guy is a specimen? Uh, Percy Harvin. Really? Oh, man. From day one when I got there, the kid came out on the field and was running go route after go route, running crossing routes, and he was just running himself to death and never complained, never said one thing about it. The kid is a physical specimen. He's 205 pounds, yoked out of his mind. <laughs> and then you watch him play. He runs just, he runs like you're not there. Like he's going to run into you. There's three of you. I'm going to run into you and I'm going to come out better. Of it. <laughs> and he'll just come up running. He'll get hit, get up. And it's just amazing that he does this with his migraines. Yeah, And the, the guy will sit there and be like, I can't leave my house for two weeks at a time. I can have no sound, no light, because otherwise it just throws him for a fit. And I've seen his uh, episodes when he does get his migraines, and it was a scary thing. He had to get carted off and sent to the hospital in the middle of practice. Wow. It was a scary moment. It's like this kid is, he has a real problem. And he's still going out there putting everything else on the line on top of that. Pretty amazing, man. He's a special player, that is for sure, and a Pro Bowler at that. And uh, you know, obviously, we have Super Bowl coming up uh, next weekend. You got a couple of former teammates on the uh, the Fighting Green Bay Packers. You uh, you like <laughs> the Packers or the Steelers in the Super Bowl? I'm picking the Packers. You know, God bless you, Ian. <laughs> if you would ask me this last year when I was with uh, Minnesota, I would have said no way. But I'm actually rooting for the conference, and uh, I, I hope they do well because they've got uh, one heck of a team and. Just watching them, having played as them, I mean, they are—they are a very, very good team, and we were fortunate enough to beat them seven to nothing. It's true. It, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Do you, do you stay in touch with any of those guys? Darren College, of course, the offensive line, and then and Corey Hall. You ever keep in touch with those guys at all? Being around the NFL, you know how guys' lives are, and you'll sh- shoot guys text messages once in a while. But I mean, guys are so busy; it's so hard to keep up with everybody. I mean. It's hard for me to keep up my old buddy Doug Martin back here in town. So, <laughs> I mean, I, when I see those guys, I always make sure I go say hi to them and whatnot. And if we ever play each other, I make sure, hey, you want to get a bite to eat. But other than that, it's not too much. You got to do your own thing, I suppose, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, I still got my wife at home that yep. wants uh, wants some of my attention. You got to text her too sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime, uh, obviously. Uh, so you're you're going to be in town here over the course of the next couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months probably, while we get things sorted out. And you're doing the motivational speaking thing. Is there a website, a phone number, something that people can go to if they're interested in booking you for one of these things? Yeah, um, I'm actually paired up right down the street with uh, Katuku and Associates, and a lot of people know Dr. Katuku. He's a great guy, and he's been around the area speaking for a long time. And um, I've actually gotten under his wing, and he's really helping me out. So I'll give you guys the phone number to Katuku and Associates, and um, that's the easiest way to book me because I don't know how to negotiate my own rates and whatnot. <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm, I used to do it for free, so. So he knows how much everything is worth and how, how a bigger company would do versus a church and whatnot. So he knows how to negotiate that for me. So that's his job. I let him do that. And I just come out and speak and tell the truth. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, it's always great to see you, man. We got to do this more while you're in town oh, for definitely. sure. Definitely. 
Good talking to you, now, Ian. And it's important. We had given him an open invitation for a long time. Yes. And uh, he sent me a message on Facebook. So so you took out the uh, the uh, invitation, and, and it's still open. I, yeah. Do it anytime. I'll, anytime you need me, I'm coming back. All right. We need, we need to have you come in here and do a punk hour. Yeah, oh, that's man. right. Get your, Let oh. you take California over the radio station going. for a little while. I've been thinking about it. I've got a killer playlist for you guys. All right. Killer. I know you do. We've we'll talked do about it before. We will do it. Absolutely. So uh, it's an open invite whenever you want to come back, man. And best of luck. And thank you for coming in this morning. We oh, appreciate that, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J, Ian Johnson from the Detroit Lions and the Boys State Broncos in our studios this morning. Always good to catch up with you.